Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How you doing? I'm honestly, I'm doing great, man. Yeah. Doing great. Yep. Football Sunday was yesterday. So uh uh Liam's team rolled rolled uh their opponent uh to a victory. We won 41 nothing. It could have been much more, but we let off the gas for all the basically the entire second half. So uh, it was great to see them knock off an undefeated team and Luke's team lost, unfortunately, but uh, I think that team is just very, they're super young right now. So it'll be fun to watch them uh, develop over the next year and a half, two years. But um, yeah, man, it's it's going, man, it's going great. The team I'm coaching right now, we're three and one. We're uh, looking to knock off the division leader next week. Uh, I think we have a very, very good shot at it and then ride out the rest of the season to get into the playoffs. Pretty excited for it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, football, it's fall is for football, man. Just straight up. Football season, baby. Let's go. Definitely. <laughs> How about you, man? What have you been up to? Oh, I just got back from a nice little wedding up in Vermont. Little leaf peepers. Jerry, I... if we can we like get a tally as to how many weddings you have attended over the eight years of this podcast? Because it's got to be like close to a world record. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely more than my fair share. It's just unfortunate. It's always scheduled on legacy tournaments, too. You know, I missed, right. missed, missed the pit this weekend because I was up in Vermont for the wedding. Yep. Yep. How did the, how was the wedding? It was good though. I actually got recognized from the podcast at the wedding. Uh, so this, this guy, uh, like he was just, he was sat at our table. Um, mm-hmm. so like, you know, we're going around, you know, you know, making small talk, you know, Oh, yeah. how do you know the wedding party? Uh, and, uh, like, what do you do for fun? Things like that. He's like, Oh, I play magic. I'm like, Oh yeah, me too. He's like, Oh really? What do you play? I'm like, Oh, I, I usually play legacy. He's like, Oh yeah. A legacy is my favorite. Uh, do you oh, listen nice. to, do you listen to any podcasts? I'm like, Oh, funny. You should mention <laughs> <laughs> I do a legacy podcast. I'll leave me a legacy. He's like, Oh, no way. That's you. What? <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, but he had not heard the news that the uh, <laughs> so I had to break it to him in real time. He's like, oh, ah! man. How'd that feel? Was it fun to like dream crush someone in real life? That's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if it was a dream crush. But... Well, you know what I mean? Just like just <laughs> let someone down and see their face when you do it. It was good. It was good though, because I got to show my girlfriend. It's like, see, yeah, this is a real thing. It's not just me, you know, hold up in my uh, office, you know, screaming into a microphone into right. the void. Right. Well, <laughs> that's it. Dude, it was so funny. I was at this is this will always stick with me. I was at um, I think we were at RPI or WPI. It was somewhere. My brother was coaching a, a high school basketball game. They were in the playoffs, so there was that like the local college. I went to go watch and like I'm talking, I'm walking with my wife and kids like through the courtyard, like uh back towards like our car because the game was over. And someone like came up to me and said, Are you Pat Uglo? I said, I looked around, I was like, uh yeah. Like it was like some stupid money. Like, <laughs> no, he's like, I listen to your show and blah blah blah. My wife was like, This is too weird. And she took the kids and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. Uh yeah, it's 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 always very funny when you see like um it's just it's just it happens so randomly, but it's pretty, it's pretty great. Pretty great feeling. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's cool. So the wedding was good. Yeah, though, uh, I will say uh, uh, an early poop and a literal poop on the wedding is uh, this wedding was a porta potty only wedding. <laughs> which what? uh did not go over Hold well on, with wait, like wait, all wait, the wait. all the women in their you know their fancy dress <laughs> go yeah, into a like there is no way i'm dropping my slacks on a piss ridden floor like it's just not gonna happen yep but yeah, that's it was, horrible it was at what a, it was at a vineyard in uh in vermont and uh yeah oh no, they don't no. have bathrooms and vineyards like apparently, apparently not apparently that's... not that's horrible that would see for me like at, at, if that was my wedding that'd be a deal breaker if i was looking at venues like, oh, where's grandma going to go to the bathroom? Oh, she's going to have to go in this porta potty over here. It's terrible. Right. What can you do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool, man. Did you, uh, did you, did you stand up and voice your, uh, your displeasure at the married couple? What, like, have you ever been in a wedding where someone's like stood up and like, <laughs> like they, they did not give that opportunity. Honestly. Pro- the, oh, really? <laughs> the ceremony, the ceremony was like 45 seconds or less. Yes. Uh, yes. They, they had the, uh, the per- speed run to marriage. <laughs> yeah. They had the sister was the officiant. Yep. Um, And there was no wedding party. It was literally just, they played one song. They walked down the aisle. They stood up there. They said their vows and they said, you may now kiss the bride. And then we were out of there. Like literally the song, was the one song kickstart my heart by Motley Crue. Cause that would no, be awesome. I wish oh, it was. Okay. It was uh, oh, what's the song? It's like, uh, it, it was in guardians of the galaxy <laughs> and also finding Nemo. <laughs> Wait, like come, come and get your love by Redbone. Yeah, exactly. That is exactly that, the song. So that is a song. I wasn't really like, I knew of the song, but I hadn't really listened to it until I saw guardians of the galaxy and man, what a banger that song is, dude. That it baseline really is. is just infectious. It is. It is such a good baseline. Also, it's the opening. Uh, it's the opening track to uh, Bill Burr's uh, TV show. F is for family. I just oh, no it. kidding. Yeah, but that song is a banger. That's what they uh, walked down the or they walked off the aisle to. Okay. Okay. Uh, and yeah, other than that, it was a, it was a pretty good. Oh, another funny thing about this wedding. Uh, the DJ was a super sketchy, like 23 year old kid who was like yes. going around handing out cards to oh. all of the, the I like, thought you were going to say drugs. <laughs> no, pretty much. I thought you were going to say drugs. <laughs> pretty much. But he was like handing out cards to everyone. And then he got onto the dance floor and was like bumping and grinding with, uh, like guests in the, in the party. Like that is. A, a very sexual way and like this is a wedding of like all like 30 to 45 year olds like that like that's the age range you know so he he didn't read the room was what you're saying no he played all like kiss 108 like (laughs) whatever like the most uh up you know most recent terrible music is you heard you heard a lot of tiktok songs is what you're saying yes so much tiktok songs (laughs) oh man wonderful well, I mean, that's another wedding in the books, Jerry. Probably the last one you'll attend while we're still recording the show. I hope. Unless you, you have know. one planned in the next three weeks. <laughs> you never know. Surprise shotgun wedding. You know, For real. Happen. At the rate you rip them out, I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Uh, but yeah, that was my weekend. Nice. Nice. So what and, do we got? Uh, what do we got on the docket this week, Pat? Well, well, I'm not going to bury the lead any further. We have a great guest on this week, Jerry. Someone who... Uh, when we said we were sunsetting the show, we gave everyone plenty. I feel like we gave everyone like a month is like enough time, right? To like yeah. play four or five weeks is enough time. Well, you go through the, the stages of grief, you know, pay your respects and uh, uh, yeah, kick us on the way out. However you want to handle it. Um, but uh, this guy uh, approached me and said, hey, man, I'd love to get on uh, one of the final episodes and said, hell yeah. 
for all this guy has done for the community um, with his project, recording all these like magic online results, you know, because Watsy isn't exactly transparent with that stuff. So he's done a f- phenomenal job with that. And uh, just a, a valuable, valuable asset to the community writing uh, this week in legacy every week as well. We got Joe Dyer. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going, man. How are Hell you? Hell yeah. Good. You know, it's funny. You guys were talking about, you know, weird, you know, celebrity moments and stuff. And uh, I got a good one. So I was I was at one of the um, Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple of the guys I know there from out of the Team Serious crew, uh, Roger Sykes and Pete Harlan. Uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, we were at this bar up in Cleveland and we were talking to this bartender and he was like, man, he's like, yeah, I play magic. And he's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's like, Hey, do you, have you guys ever read this, uh, this week in legacy by Joe Dyer? That guy's got really good <laughs> stuff. And they're like, yeah, we, we, we know that guy. We're friends with that guy. <laughs> that's awesome. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's kind of, <laughs> kind of wild. It's, it is wild, isn't it? Like, yeah, you, you, it's. I noticed this like when we, even when we first started doing the show and like people would come up to me at like lo- local events. Um, it was so bizarre because like when Jerry and I, when we do the show, it's always like we're just talking to our friends. Like I'm talking to my friend Jerry. Jerry's talking to me. We bring people like you on the show. We're just chatting and like it never really crosses my mind that like when it goes out into the void, like it, just a bunch of other people have access to it. It just right. I don't know why. And it's still like to this day, um, I just don't really like it's just not in the in the calculus in my brain basically of like how i how i talk and stuff so it's always funny when people like oh yeah you know or they bring up something specifically you said in the show you're like and and like you know (laughs) like you don't remember what they're talking about or you're like yeah sure if i said that that's what i said like yeah it's uh yeah it's pretty uh it's it's pretty gratifying i'm not gonna lie it's it's probably one of my favorite things about doing the shows like this is like people who can connect with you who you never even have got a chance to meet before it's pretty awesome yeah, I've never had anybody go. Yeah, remember you said in this article, and I'm I I would be just like, look, <laughs> uh, those things just like blur together week to yeah. week. I'm not gonna <laughs> right? lie. Like I write about it, and then like my mind is like spent for you the said week, this so. is gonna be a top ten car, but now this is a top ten car. <laughs> I do know. get those every so often, like you of know course. where they're like like ah, oh, you totally missed it on this. I'm like, dude, are you yeah. like the Monday morning quarterbacks? That's, yeah, that's and I'm like, I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm like, I'm one of those people that's like more than willing to be wrong about anything I say. Yeah, like totally more than willing to be wrong. So. It's yeah. like if I say something, I'm like, I, I I do preface it with the fact that you know I'm more than willing to be wrong on this. Right, like, right. There are there are cards I've missed, and there are things that I've missed out of this. You know that happened in this format that's just like you wouldn't even think about. You know, of course. Like, uh, you know, like this was it this, in this past two weeks or whatever. You know, I didn't really think much of the card when I looked at it originally. Um, you know, I thought oh, this card's cool, but you know, Shoulder of the Apocalypse is making waves mm-hmm. in Legacy and. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it doing that really, but it's pretty good. So, yep, yep. but I, I was like, I was like, yeah, maybe this is okay. Like, it seems cool, but I don't know how I feel about it. Like, and turns out it was, it's a really good card. So, <laughs> you know, and I, I'm, you know, I, I got Uro wrong, which is weird. That was an odd one. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how I managed that one. Like still to this day. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, I messaged Pat because I was like, oh shit, you guys are, you guys are closing up shop and that's that's sad it really is yeah. um i'm gonna we're gonna be sad to see you guys go but uh you know like i told jerry i'll think all good things must come to an end eventually yeah. so i mean it's and... been it's been eight years right like it's yeah I like, I, you know jerry and i have had 
I was trying to think of like, well, we've had well over 400 episodes, right? Because we're kind of, we've been, we've been, you know, skirting the line. Yeah. yeah. We've, so we've been postponing the final episode <laughs> this, for a little this bit one, now. This one's like 407, but yeah, our, our yeah, last episode yeah. is going to be episode 400, you know? Just uh, yeah. To- you get, you guys are doing the, uh, what is it? The so many insane plays thing where episode 100 was like six or seven episodes long. And right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. At the very least, you're not going to, re- to do a complete set review of Alpha. Yeah, well, that won't, that would never happen. But. Oh, that did happen. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I love so, those guys though. Those yeah, guys. that's yeah, that's a wild thing to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, I actually forgot where I was going with that, but um, <laughs> I totally like just uh, spaced well, then, on it. Well, basically, like people people have asked us like, oh, have you considered going like monthly and things like that? And Pat and I, we we considered that, and we just decided now it's better to go out with a bang than to just kind yeah. of like, slowly fade away and. You know, yeah. I always oh, that's that's what I was thinking. I also feel like we kind of we've had, like I said, over 400 episodes now, which equates to at least at least 400 hours. But it's it's closer to I would say probably, it's closer. I think it's closer to 800 than. 400. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that. Yeah. So depending on the average length of your episode. Yeah, right. Like, so I, I feel like if we we've probably said everything we have to say about the format and like, again, I would never rule out that we never come back to it because who knows, like. Yeah, it, it, in six months, Jerry and I could be like, "While well, I'm playing Legacy again every week, maybe we start it up again." But for now, like, I think we we're just kind of in a spot where, you know, my time, my my free time is so so limited, mm-hmm. and I and it's honestly, it's 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 a disservice to the community around here because I'm so lucky to live in a place where we have so much Legacy happening all over the place. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I failed to, to capitalize on that, which kind of, I kind of hate myself for that a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's family is the priority and I have other stuff going on with my kids that just really need more of my attention than, yeah. than, than other things. So I, I but, feel you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you hear, you know, I know yeah, you're, you're a dad, yep. you have kids, you have your yep. family, like it's, you know, yeah, all this stuff going on and that's, and that's okay. But I do think we're very lucky that there are other legacy shows out there that are, that have picked up the mantle and I think taking it further than we've ever done. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy to see that out there. And I think that there's not going to be a, uh, a void in our absence at all. I think, uh, yeah, I think there's oh. people that are ready to, to, to pick up and run with it. And I don't you know, think people leave us well behind. Yeah. People were worried about uh, the Facebook page isn't going anywhere. I know. Yeah. 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 About that. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, Facebook page has become kind of a hub for uh, community content creators and just, mm-hmm. you know, the community in general. So definitely I mean, not take that down. I mean, I post there every week. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we love <laughs> about it. You know, it's, yeah. and that was kind of like, I think that's probably one of our lasting like impacts is like, we wanted to design a place. It kind of just naturally sort of grew that way, but like, where people like could just talk about legacy. It doesn't have to be specific to the show. So um, yeah, I'm very happy with that. That people, you know, may, have made it their own thing, man. It's, it's great. And it's pretty uh, overall, it's pretty civil. I've only had to kick out a few people over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I think it's been like eight people in eight years is what something like, yeah. come down to. So pretty, yep. pretty good. <laughs> yep. But what's going on in uh in legacy? So we had the uh the pit this week. Yeah, uh, I was looking at yeah. the, I was actually looking at the top eights right now. It's pretty wild. Uh, a couple of yeah. familiar names in the top eight, which I like to see. So uh big I want to give a before we talk about a lot of that, I do want to give a big shout out to uh Ohio legacy players. Uh I'm Ohioan. Ohio legacy players just kicking ass in this this event. Uh so a a number one, uh Samantha Murphy on Grixis Doomsday. That deck looked super hot. Mm-hmm. It was really, really fun looking list. And uh, also 
uh, David Lance on Death and Taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, David is quite possibly one of the most cracked DNT players in paper that exists right now. This dude is regularly top eighting large, uh, uh, you know, uh, paper events. He just doesn't play on Magic Online because he just doesn't have time to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he is just regularly cracking these events open on, on DNT, and it's just it's just great to see these these people, these you know Ohioans, you know, just kicking ass and taking yeah. names in the in these large events, and uh, yeah. So yeah, big shout out to those two because yeah, they they both really really killed it and. It, I got to catch. They didn't. I don't think they. I don't think they had David on camera at all in top eight. Uh, but I did get to catch Samantha's uh, match on in top eight versus mm-hmm. Blue Red Delver, and that deck looked really good. Nice. So I was really really thrilled to see that. Yeah, it looks like there was three Blue Red Delver lists that made it in top yeah. eight. And they, all got, they all got kicked out in the quarters. <laughs> uh no no oh no 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 they they the Blue Red Delver won. Oh, oh, yeah. you know, so I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the MTG top eight and I just assume that. Yeah. It has like, so is so that the, like the, the, probably the standings what, after Swiss? Probably what happened there. Let me go look at that here because I, I'm guessing what happened because this was a um, two day event. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Sometimes the uh, let me go. Oh, OK. So, so, so yeah, Swiss, yeah. Maybe? It was the standings after Swiss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first, top eight, but not like. Yes. Uh, okay. I'm yeah. Sick. So they um they did not uh easily update in melee the stand the full standings after top eight. Okay. So yeah, that's what that's what happened. Yeah. So let, top eight top eight pulled in the the standings after Swiss, and that's where it's at. Yeah. Okay. So, gotcha. so it was actually uh it was Hunter Nance on Blue Red Delver that won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the finals was Blue Red Delver versus Blue Red Delver. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so it was yeah, it was Hunter Nance. Yeah, Hunter Nance and Aaron Belsky. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third and fourth, the third to fourth spots were both uh, Tony Scapone on uh, Epic Gamble. Tony Scapone. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, he was the only one playing the deck in the entire event. His win rate is cracked. He has worked on so hard on that deck for so long. It's great to see that work pay off. Nice. Uh, and I watched, I watched his, uh, his semifinals match, and I was like, I felt so bad for him because the first game of his semifinals match, like he had like all this mana, like all this mana and nothing to do with it, and it was just getting beat down by Delvers while having all this mana and just nothing to do. Uh, and and then in game two, he was just like. I'm going to cast uh, and empty the Warrens for uh, six goblins. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to blast or I'm going to force one of those mm-hmm. or whatever. And then he goes into Echo and then goes into, I'm going to cast empty the Warrens for for uh, 16 more goblins. <laughs> exactly 20. <laughs> and they were just like, swoop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was fun to watch nice. um so then blue red delver was also the other fourth uh third fourth player mm-hmm. uh and then the bottom half of the top eight was elves eight cast doomsday and death and taxes nice so, how was the coverage overall i didn't get a chance to catch any of it it looked great honestly yeah. like yeah. Uh, especially when they had anurag on uh, mm-hmm. like it was fun. To, it's so much fun to watch Anurag on stream. He gets so excited about things. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it was fun to watch him on there. Uh, and then they had, uh, uh, Mike Noble and Mike Shank 
on yes. there. Uh, and that was great to watch as well. So it nice. just was unfortunate that the, the finals was a blue red Delver mirror. And I don't particularly like watching those games personally. I get that they're interesting for certain people. There's not interesting for me. Sure. Personally. Sure. Uh, especially when the game goes, apparently from what I heard, I didn't see it, but from what I heard, and I'm probably going to go back and watch it just to double check myself. But I heard that like their game three was like, basically like the other player, uh, um, got mana screwed and brainstorm locked. Ah, so it was just like not much of a game. Gotcha. So that does happen. That does happen. So, but I mean, I I was, I was actually more or less rooting for Tony. I was sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was hoping Tony would have pulled it through because that, because again, play, I think Epic Gamble versus Blue Red Delver is a pretty interesting match. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it would have been nice to see like him wake win that or something like that. Like, yeah. Just that payoff of all that work, hard work and stuff. I think. I mean, he's done so much of that deck, right? Like, yeah. He's just, oh, yeah. Champion of it for sure. That's it. That's his baby. Yep. Like, yep. It's it's so good. It's so much fun to watch. Like it's like, okay, cool. But uh yeah, a lot of a lot of blue red delver in the room. Not surprising there. though, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, no. well, as as the 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 legacy project you're working on, what is it called? Like the what your data collection? What's its actual title called? The the legacy data collection project. Okay, okay. all right. Yep. Yeah, okay. So it's yeah. pretty 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 self-explanatory. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. What so tell me what you've seen the last few weeks. Like, is this pretty example like is this pretty good indicator of where the metagame has been? Is this, I mean, I, I from my understanding, this isn't shocking to anyone that there's this. No, no, it's there. not. No, but I think it's like also the fact that like, not only is like, so as we know of right now, uh, there were 53 blue red players mm-hmm. out of 306 players. Yeah. Uh, that which is, was 17% of the metagame. Yeah. I was gonna say that is a lot. Yeah. A uh, lot. But it's not just the, the representation that is a big deal. It's also the fact that while with everybody in the room gunning for them, it still had a 55.17 non-mirror win rate, mm-hmm. which is kind of dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that it can have this massive metagame presence. Everybody in the room knows that. Everybody in the room is gunning for that, you know, because, you know, green white depths is good against that. Mm-hmm. Red Stompy is good against that. Death and Taxes is pretty good against it. And it still had that high of a win percentage. Joe, what about all the people who say people are start trying to be Pluridel right now? Because I've heard that excuse many times. I, I think a lot of I think people are. I think that's the thing. Like, I think people definitely are because you've seen events where Green White Duffs just like takes you know everything down because mm-hmm. it's it's got such a positive uh, Blue Red Delver matchup. And it's just one of those decks that's really good against Blue Red Delver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like DNT is also pretty good against Blue Red Delver. Like mm-hmm. it's got a great Blue Red Delver matchup. Um, but, you know, sometimes things fall apart. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes the Blue Red Delver player just has their perfect, you know, curve out hand. And no matter what you do, no matter what you have, it's just not good enough. So, and that's oh, just what Delver is right there. That's just Jeez. what Delver is designed to do. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's it's just such a consistent deck, and that's one of the things right. I've always loved about that deck is that it's just, it just, it. You feel like almost every game you're in, you have a shot. Like there's not there's not many matchups you have with Blue Red Delver where you're like, this is completely hopeless. There's you know I'm like this is a this is a automatic loss for me, right? Like there are there right. are definitely bad matchups, right? Like we know that there's bad matchups, but man, like that deck. That's one of the things I love about it is that you just always feel like. You're you're not many far decisions away from being able to steal a game from someone who might be a good yeah. a bad matchup for you. Yeah. And and honestly, like Delver has this this ability to kind of flexibly change things in its sideboard mm-hmm. to account for certain decks. 
Sure. Uh, yeah. And if you know, if you're expecting, yeah, if you're options, if right? you're expecting stuff like green white depths that you know is a reasonably bad matchup, you know, then a couple cyborg card changers here or there, and suddenly your green white depths matchup is a little bit better. Right. Uh, it's still a pretty rough matchup, but like in this event specifically, uh, green white depths was forty eight percent versus blue red Delver in this event. Right. Right. So, and that's not that's not great. Right. Uh, it's still not bad, but it's not great. Do we know so, total, total numbers? How many how many people turned out for the event? Three hundred. It was three hundred six. Three hundred six players. Oh, three hundred six. Sorry, three hundred six. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It was a pretty good yeah. turnout. It is a really good turnout. Yeah, yeah. I got I got to admit, like that's that's pretty cool for uh, a big legacy tournament to get that big of a turnout. A so good cash payout too. They paid out twenty k in cash, so they paid out like like. <laughs> we we shouldn't. We, I don't know. Do we talk about that? Because oh wait, is yeah. it? Am I not? Am I? Is that incorrect? um sort of not like oh, so really uh, so what happened was is um they paid out their prize payouts as intent as as advertised on their uh prize payouts so okay you know first place through you know top 32 or whatever got the same prizes that were set on their website or whatnot yeah yep. uh, and everybody who made day two got their prizes but the thing is is because they didn't have 600 players like they were expecting right it wasn't a full 20k oh <laughs> but oh but that was because their cutoff for um top uh for day two was uh x2 okay so it was based on record i see so oh, I because see. they had less players less people made day two Ah, so, I see. So yeah, oh. this, trust me, this is a big old thing that's been going around Twitter, and it's um. Well, see, people, not, people Joe, I am not on Twitter. Yeah, I stay away yeah. from that cesspool. It's people, not, it, people blowing it kind of out of proportion, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, there is the understanding that yes, like they have basically said, hey, you know, going forward, we're everything, we're going to be a little bit more transparent about things like if there's, we're going to advertise a payout, we're going to advertise that you know it's based on attendance and that we we can scale. Right, you know, right. If need be, that was. I think most people's issues was that hey, you advertise this as a twenty k, yeah. But then yeah. people kind of took it a little bit further and said, well, you guys are taking money from. Well, no, they really didn't. Like they kind of everybody who prized pri- prizes got their prizes. Right. H- having right. been on both sides of the fence with that, I'll say in general, Magic players need to suck it up because they really don't understand the costs that are involved uh-huh. with organizing events. Exactly. And, yeah. Like, that often TOs are paying out of pocket, you know, with mm-hmm. leaving a lady, Pat, like how many thousands of dollars have we spent on the LAL opens? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I can't even imagine like how much they spent on this. Right. And I mean, yeah. like we, we don't do any of the TOing. like no. Pat and I just kind of, you know, give our time and, and money right. for additional prizes and, you know, we don't deal with any of the TO stuff. So I can't even imagine what the pit guys, yeah. all the extra stuff they have to do as far as like renting. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, chairs and tables and especially mm-hmm. judges. Judges are a huge cost. Uh, yeah. So, you know, everyone's kind of a, a desktop general when it comes to figuring out like what they think the cost is of a tournament. Right. And, and right. let me just tell you that whatever you think the cost is of, in, of running an event, you probably need to double or even triple it. Oh, yeah, for sure. That yeah. shit adds up fast. Yeah. I, I, as you guys well know, I'm, I'm good friends with Rob Wilson, uh, the guy that runs mm-hmm. Buffalo Chicken to Legacy. And mm-hmm. he, he's, I, I love Rob for the sheer aspect that he's one of the most transparent tournament organizers I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he will tell you upfront exactly where your entry fee goes. Uh, and so that's why I love his events because I know for sure where my money is going. 
Right, uh, right. And not only that, he runs great events. And if by and by all accounts, from everything I heard from everybody who said this weekend, is that the Legacy Pit guys ran a great event. Mm-hmm. They ran a really solid event. It was well run. They were on top of everything. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, it's again, it's one of those things where, like you said, it, yeah, people just don't know how much it takes to run one of these things. And no, they have no, they have know, no idea. And yeah. they're doing it. They're not doing it for money. They're doing it for out of the love of their heart for the community. Mm-hmm. And I respect that for them because, like, they're just all great guys. Like, there's definitely none of it is malicious. And I just, I, I do love all of them. Um, I'm good friends with Ryan Freeberger, one of their judges, and he's just one of the super most helpful guys to me for these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so. the last, for the last open, he just uh, posted like all of uh, the LAL open uh, deck lists up on yep. online mm-hmm. because. Yep. I'm basically Amish when it comes to technology. So he's just like, <laughs> oh, just give it to me. I'll take care of it all. Yep. Like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So huge. Yeah. Unprompted. Like, we're, I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll get these up later in the week. He was like, I'll do it now. I said, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's real good about that. Like, and they, and, and honestly, they did a really good job of um, keeping the, if you, if you go down, you know, on the, the MTG Melee page, mm-hmm. they, a lot of, uh, a lot of events, once I hit past Swiss, they don't bother using melee to track uh, the top eight matches. Okay. At all, they just play out the top eight matches. You know that they don't bother doing that. Mm-hmm. They made sure that every top eight match was recorded in melee through the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. Mm-hmm. So when it came to uh, me and my other uh, one of my other people on the data project, uh, who's a uh, I gotta pull up name. That's uh, Carl One Ninety One. Carl One Ninety One is uh, one of my. Uh, he's like our lifesaver of this <laughs> of the the project. Um, one of the things that he came up with uh, to kind of make things work better for us was that when we do events like this, or when we do, even when we do re- regular Magic Online challenges, for example, mm-hmm. uh, one of the big things that we do is that we take screenshots of all the round by round standings stuff so all that round data you know round one through round you know whatever the last round of the event is when I, that's all screenshotted oh wow and he takes that and feeds that into an ocr program and spits it out into a spreadsheet so that he can manipulate it and just copy paste it into our sheets wow so we don't have to go in and manually add all of that round by round, who played who, what record it was, who played who, you know, oh. what, we don't have to do any of that because that's how our sheets calculate win loss. Now gotcha. uh, we used to just enter back a long time ago. We used to just enter win loss, uh, you know, for each player mm-hmm. or whatnot. And we weren't calculating in things like buys and draws and stuff like that. Yep. And now we calculate in buys that are not counted, you know, because they're buys. Right, right. Uh, and uh, but we do that because we now actually capture, and it's a little bit of extra work, but we actually capture all of that round by round data who played who. Oh, wow, or whatnot. And so, awesome. for an event like this where it's really big event, and they could have just as easily just said, Well, we're done with Swiss, we'll just finish the top eight and not bother with melee. Mm-hmm. For them to do all that makes it so much easier for us. Uh, so, and I, I think that Ryan probably had a hand in that to just yeah, say, yeah. Hey, you know, I know Joe's going to want this data. So, uh, let's, let's use melee and make it, make it look right. 
Oh, he's very cool. So, yeah. yeah. Excellent. So, so I love that about them. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. But yeah, it looked like a fun event. I, I wish I could have made it up there uh, or down there. I should say, sorry, it's in Richmond. That's down, not up, I guess, or, or left, right. It's all relative, right? Right ish for me. I don't know, but, uh, that's like an eight hour drive for me. And yeah. I, am. Um, this past week it was my daughter's birthday so oh, that, yeah. that is uh tax takes precedent yeah sure. yeah so you know yeah. but uh it, i kept up and it looked like a, a really really super fun event there's some great players definitely in that top 32 mm-hmm. uh you know kind of folks like romario netto and yep. um i see rodney bedell in there and saw bob bob wong as well bob, bob wong yeah one of our favorites well, i think yeah. one of our first guests on the show before I was even on the show, actually. Yeah, yeah. Bob, Bob's great. Uh, Daryl Ayers, uh, Miranda Keith, uh, Jarvis. Yeah, so yeah, just a, just a, some bangers. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just awesome looking uh, event from that perspective. Now, um, now here's a question. I'm sure that has been done to death. And if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay. But is is Blue Red Delver, is it time for a culling? Like, is it time to to sort of trim some of the fat in this format? See, I, the problem I have with that right now is that we have so much stuff that's imminently entering the format here soon mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to wonder if that's po- if that's a thing. Don't like, remind me. You like, there's so much. <laughs> that's the problem. Is like, the, and it, and it's constant. So I'm like, when is there a good time? I don't. I understand that there is never really a good time. Uh, right. But like, you know, who knows what any of this stuff is going to do? Especially like the stuff. Especially like. like I don't think that there's a lot from Unfinity that's going to do anything really, mm-hmm. but the, like, I think like the biggest thing is like the dog, like, but I don't even think that's going to do that much. You don't think, uh, uh you don't think clown car could show no, up? No, 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 no. I don't think that card's any good. I did talk about it a little bit, but I don't think that card's super good. I think it's a funny, uh, uh, salvagers win con. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause somebody's gonna do that at a paper legacy event and the, the judge is gonna tell them to, to just go away. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're you like, oh, okay, I made one million mana. How much do you I don't, have one million dice? You don't think it's uh better than uh with what the uh in Karn, the walker walker hangerback walker? Hanger yeah, you don't walker? think it's you don't think it's better than hangerback walker? I don't know. I don't know. It might be, but a lot of those Karn decks don't, especially those Karn decks, Hangerback Walker has not seen any good any play really at all mm-hmm. in like legacy in a long time. Because a lot of those decks are pushed out just by the sheer fact if you're not playing something like Kappa Cannoneer in mm-hmm. uh, an artifact build, uh meltdown is just gonna eat you alive. Right. And right. so yeah, that's kind of where that that sits. Like any yeah, card like true. that 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 says, you know, make a bunch of tokens or whatever, if they're not doing something immediately with that, meltdown is just killing you. I do yeah, love like, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I do think like it's quite fairly possible that the um the red goblin sticker card could actually be a thing. <laughs> uh we'll just gonna we're, we're, we're let's be realistic here. It's mine goblin. Uh, because that's that's what we're calling it. Yeah. Uh, but there are enough, like even randomized, there are enough sticker sheets with enough vowels in them that you oh can God. make it work. The fact that these are just conversations that we have to have is yeah, is really solidifying yeah. oh, my yeah. decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a wild thing to consider that this is a thing, but it's a very niche thing too. Yeah, like it's not like it's. Uh, like every deck's gonna play that. It's a very uh, niche card. 
All I got to say is I never want to hear out of Rosewater or any of the other R&D's mouth that, you know, they want to simplify magic. So, you know, they, they don't print certain things anymore because it's too complicated for new players. Oh, I think we're like, way past that. Like, that's all bullshit now. You can't use that excuse anymore. I, I think we're way past that. I think we're way past that. The The only the only major downside, and I, 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 need, I need to see if they've published the uh, the release notes yet for this particular uh set simply because there's a concern about what happens if somebody kills it in response to the trigger uh hmm. simply because you would think that normally okay well you wouldn't get the mana or whatnot if it you know somebody kills it in response to the trigger but at the same time stickers persist in public zones so you could still put a sticker on it in the graveyard so does that still trigger <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> like that's the real question. Like, what happens to that? No, like, the real you know, question is, why do they put you know, like uncards in legacy legals? Like, yeah. why make it legacy legal? There, was yeah. Just... I mean, this this is like the most niche thing in the every every other sticker card is like every other sticker enabler is just really bad. Right, right. Uh, but this is like the only one, and it's just simply because uh, you can build a ten, you know, sticker sheet, you know, deck. Mm-hmm. that has enough vowels in it there's like one six vowel i think like two five vowels like four 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 to six like four vowels like most of it's mana positive mm-hmm. so uh but the only uh so and of course the thing about that is is because you choose three random at the beginning of every game you do know how much mana up front you're going to be able to get out of the card right but the problem is is that after the first one every other one's way worse yeah, because because they don't fall off unless you have a way to move it to a hidden zone like your hand or your library, mm-hmm. it doesn't fall off. So you can't use that one again. Right. So if you use your six, you know, you know, whatever, and you spend it on a Muxus and they counter your Muxus, that next mind goblin you play is not going to be as good as the first one. Right. Uh, so right. it gets way worse. in. so that might in of itself make it hard to play it might be like a one of like right. i don't think it's a i don't make it makes it as a four of but maybe it makes it a one of i know um john ryan hamilton uh, xj club was testing around with like a um turbo muxus mm-hmm. like build that plays you know this card you know to kind of power out your muxuses and stuff because <laughs> uh, you know with aether vial this card's kind the card's kind of stupid with aether vial. yeah yeah. Like you file it in, it's always mana positive, right? So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens with it. I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of hope it does break the format wide open so that you know, <laughs> just be like Mark Rosewater, just go back in your cave, look, look at what you did, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, I mean everything else in the set is pretty tame. Yeah, uh, in that regards, like all the well, as most as far as the Eternal Eagle cards are concerned. Well, that, um. That- that was my gripe with it though, Joe. Is like I just never saw the reason to make cards in Eternal Eagle. Like whether or not they have an impact in the format, I just I didn't see the purpose. Oh, it's that, you know it's one hundred percent Mark Ro- Rosewater's Commander Playgroup told him he wasn't allowed <laughs> to use unhinged cards, and he got all pissy and decided to change the rules on everyone. Uh, so it's like <laughs> now you have to let me play with them. <laughs> no, no, I do think in Biggin is kind of sweet and. That is also kind of like a card that will probably that you could have been in just about any set. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I did see people were saying that um it uh it might actually bring infect back because yes. now having Phyrexian as a super type is actually a benefit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Having Phyrexian is now just like okay, a good thing now for that deck because uh it gets your growth center elves, uh, gets your growth center elves plus four plus four, and mm-hmm. your uh, Igmon Nexuses get plus five plus five when they're animated, like from it. So that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I also think it'll probably be really good popper. Yeah, because uh, Popper, in fact, can actually use it. Um, so yeah, that I think that's fun. And obviously, there's this like super jank thing you can do in Commander uh, with it. Uh, that's like the stupidest, most jankiest thing I've ever read, and I I love it because it's <laughs> hilarious. I don't play a lot of Commander, but this seems like my kind of jank that I would play. Uh, so uh, if you have um, there's a card uh, from Adventures in the Forgotten Realms called Werewolf Pack Leader, mm-hmm. uh, and it has this ability that it's a creature human werewolf and it has this ability for three and a green that where until end of turn it gains base power and toughness five three gains trample and isn't a human so it removes a creature type okay from itself so if you have a maskwood nexus in play which gives everything all creature types so everything has all creature types Mm -hmm. if you use artificial evolution to change the word human to brushwag on the card oh boy this is getting deep (laughs) you can activate its ability which will remove the brushwag creature type from it and then you can cast in biggin on it (laughs) and and it'll give it like plus like i think like people are trying to figure it out i think it's like right now it's like plus 260 or something like that plus 260 because of all the creature types yeah then there's a bunch at coming into the format into the game from warhammer and from infinity Right, and it might be bigger than that, so it's definitely <laughs> super commander jank. But I, I, I dig that kind of. Stuff. Oh yeah, we 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 can't forget that uh, clown robot is now an official creature type of Magic the Gathering. Orsophil <laughs> is so happy right now about that. I guarantee you, like he's just so thrilled that clowns are a clown tribal is an actual thing. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I there's so much coming into the format. I'm I'm always more willing to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do know that from a, a standpoint of people are definitely there are people that are definitely not happy with uh, expressive iteration. They're probably definitely not happy with Murktide Regent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not be sad if either of those cards went. <laughs> like, like I'm one of I'm willing to wait and see, but at the same time, if they were like you know tomorrow they were like hey expressive iteration and Murktide Regent event, I'd be like okay sure like mm. let's should have done it sooner <laughs> right you're like, yeah like I, I i'm okay with those cards going away like i don't think that they're i i think expressive variations are really really kind of absurd card yeah uh, on it's rate so that card's really good i was so on the fence about that card when it first got spoiled i wasn't sure and well it's after- it's it's hard for a two mana cantrip to uh seem like it's going to break the bank like usually yeah. two yeah. mana cantrips are like Unless you're like accumulated knowledge, you know, you're probably not pretty good if you're a two mana cantrip. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more than a two mana cantrip. Yep. Yeah. It's like a two mana draw too. Yep. And not only that, like the the way it works favorably with cards like Dragon's Race Channeler. It's yeah. pretty, pretty stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and and Murktide region is kind of like the dumbest delve creature on rate. And I've never been a big fan of delve as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think delve. I, I let's let's put it this way. I think delve is fine on cards that are reactive in nature, 
mm-hmm. and I think it's worse on to deal with on card. It's a, it's worse to balance on cards that are proactive in nature. Uh, so like you're nobody's like ever complaining about like logic not nobody's ever mm. complaining about murderous cut like these yeah. are just cards that are, nobody's ever complaining about that exist um i think maybe the most fairest delve proactive threat might be tassiger just because it's like it has a like <laughs> it has like this weird like to- downside to it was fine tombstalker just, was fine yeah we just left to- in the tombstalker we tombstalker a double black double black is really really awkward in legacy yeah. well, and, like, and that's why it was fine that was why yeah, it was fine it's like yeah. you still gotta shell out double black for it yeah i think mark tide beam just double blue and just double blue. double blue might as well be double colorless yeah as yeah, as yeah. And, and and blue in general i think was probably not good i would have been interested if it was like blue black yeah, like, like that a, would yeah. that would have been interesting to me. Yeah, uh, I kind of would have liked that because then it would actually would have forced people to, uh, you know, be play, in another color, right? Yeah, like if they're gonna do it, like that's uh, like red white. Red white needs some love. There, there's no good red white cards. Like, yeah, make Merktide Regent. You know, five colorless red white delve. <laughs> you know, that's you a go. weird. That's a, that's a weird. It's a weird card. It's, it's a, a weird, weird card. card. Yeah. But I just want I just yeah. want people sleeping up plateaus. That's I, I like I like blue black from the standpoint that it feels like a blue black card. Yeah, it definitely to feels me, like a blue black yeah, card. Yeah, yeah, like because it feels like one of those. Joe, purple. I'm just trying. I'm trying to sell some plateaus. Okay, <laughs> actually, I think people are playing that card right now. I mean. Are they? All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure that people are playing Plateau. Only. I mean, that's that's certainly a thing I've do, seen. Do you guys remember when Gurmag Angler was a like a beloved card in Legacy? Uh, I, those I know. I, I actually long for Zombie Fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You guys yeah, remember when? You guys remember when Tarmogoyf was playable? You guys remember those uh, days? Tarmogoyf was like was on its remember, rapid decline as I came into Legacy. Actually, back in my day, we wanted cars <laughs> to stay in our graveyards. So, so you know, uh, Naya Depths is actually playing like a one of Plateau. Oh, okay, that's good. So, awesome. yeah, so that that may well that make and that actually makes sense because they want you need an extra red source. They only play one Taiga, and you need an extra red source for um, Minskinbu. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like most of it. Like they're they're splashing pyroblasts and stuff like that, but they also play Minskambu across the main and the Wait, sideboard. What's Minskambu? I have not heard of this. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Commander card. You have right? not heard of Minskambu Timeless Heroes? Is maybe I have. I have to see it. What's it? What does this card do? It's, it's the four mana uh, hamster throwing planeswalker. Is this what? the one that isn't on Magic Online right now? No, it is. It is, oh, it is, it is now. now. Okay. That's that's why it's seeing play everywhere now. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So it's a uh, two red and a green uh, for uh, a three loyalty planeswalker uh when it enters the battlefield and at the beginning of your upkeep you create you may create boo a legendary one one red hamster oh that you're careful in haste and then you plus one as you put one, three yeah. plus yeah yeah that guy yep yeah. that card is really good <laughs> absolutely insane like it, it's its floor is it makes a four four with trample and ha- trample and haste uh so you like your first turn you put them down is like okay i'm gonna make a four four and hit you for four and then next turn, it's I'm gonna hit you for four, and then I'm gonna neg two, uh, Minskin Boo, and I'm gonna sack Boo, and hit you for four more and draw four cards. Yeah, so draw. Good. You have you have me a draw four. You yeah, know? yeah. You lead with draw four, and I yeah. And it's like, and it's like, it's like, but then it's like, then it's like next turn, make another four four. Right. <laughs> like that's what's really gross. It's the inevitability because it just keeps making. Uh, a creature every turn uh-huh. if if they deal with it somehow 
So the only bad part about the card is it's kind of bad against Delver. Uh, because you don't want to play it against the Delver deck where they have Lightning Bolt because it's the only Planeswalker that has an ETB effect. Mm-hmm. So they can respond to the ETB. Right. And and since it's a three loyalty Planeswalker, most Planeswalkers, you get a chance, you, you can just plus it you know, immediately. And if they bolt it, then it doesn't matter. But Miskaboo, because it has to create Boo on enters the battlefield, you can't oh. plus it so they could bolt it in response and kill it. And you just oh. get one one. Uh, so it's real bad against that, but it's really good against control decks. Like really good against control decks. So these right. explains source of plasters and stuff yeah. like that. Every turn you get a one one, and then if they deal with it, yeah, next turn it comes back. And what about something like Council's Judgment? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that would be a, yeah. It, that that would be a card you'd have to play because Prismatic Ending is really hard to hit. Men's Convert right. or four mana value card. Right. Right. Uh, so, and that's conversely. Similar thing about Shieldred, like that's what makes kind of Shieldred so so, so absurd, mm-hmm. is like it's four mana value and it's a four or five, and it, all that card has to do is sit and play, and it has an immediate effect. It doesn't even have to attack. Right. All it has to do is sit and play, and it has immediate effect on the board because if your opponent doesn't have the answer right then and there, they aren't going to try and dig for it. Right. Because if they try, they're going to lose. Hmm. really badly because they try to brainstorm or anything. a brainstorm they're going to lose six life hmm. off of brainstorm and that's really really strong yes for sure so, and, and that's why like you you know uh max torsion uh played it in the showcase in two copies in doomsday side cyborg because he played it for delver the delver matchup oh. uh you put that thing in against delver and they're like oh yeah um there and doomsday's like i'm gonna cast brainstorm i'm gonna gain six life <laughs> uh how are you gonna beat that like right, right, right. <laughs> that's it's really hard for delver to beat that when their clock is disrupted like that yep yep so yeah so those those kinds of cards are seeing play because they're they're exploiting angles in the format that have not traditionally existed but mm-hmm. so until these cards came around and that's that's why i think that it's more than likely the case that yes you know they could ban something and maybe they should have banned something, but at the same time, I'd like to see where this goes too. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'd like to see what else exists out there that maybe is a thing that answers this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's always more cards that can be, come into the format, always more things that can happen. Uh, at the same time, though, this is always the excuse that gets thrown out on like, hey, should we ban Deathrite Shaman? It's like, I don't know. Maybe we haven't really fully explored the fort. Hey, do this, you is we- this, <laughs> is like, this is true. This is true. This is true. Do you think we should ban Sensei's Divine? So, I don't know. You know, we haven't really fully explored yeah. all the ways. It's like, this just, is true. Some- yes. Sometimes we should just ban cards. You know, sometimes yeah. we don't want to explore. I, I do agree with that. Enjoy. <laughs> there so, is I- that. I don't want to climb a mountain to enjoy the format. I just want to, I just want to play some games. (laughs) There there is that echo chamber too, of uh, nobody wanting to explore because they're tired of the cards. Right. Right. Uh, So that just kind of creates that negative feedback loop of, well, I don't want to play because these cards suck. Uh, But at the same time, like if you were to try, maybe there is something, but you never know. Like it's, it's just a cash 22. I, I'm a fan of the only barometer that should matter is the number of people playing the format is, you know, I don't care if it's a, if it's the most diverse format in the world, if no one's playing because it's not a fun format, yeah, I can get rid of it. <laughs> you and, know? And, and to be fair, I think, um, I think the format right now is fun. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of interesting things to do in the format right now. And I think there's a lot of good decks that are not blue. 
Uh, like I think yep. green white depths is just an absolute banger of a deck. And I think it's super fun to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the people that play it are just like really good magic players. Uh, like, you know, guys like Michael Mapson and um, Rodney Bedell and stuff like that. Like these are just fantastic players that play this deck. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like a super fun deck and I would uh, totally play that. Like if I had time to like, it just totally uh elves looks super fun and mm-hmm. the elves players are just continually tweaking this deck into some weird amalgamation that maybe you can't even call it elves anymore but i don't know like mm-hmm. you know they're playing cards like fiend artisan and like all this crazy stuff and you're just like oh man that's wild but they're trying stuff right and they're 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 iterating and they're they're doing things uh you know out of nowhere riddlesmith combo just came out of nowhere and this just one guy just <laughs> absolutely murdering, you know, making top eights and challenges back to back to back to back on this deck. And people were like, wow, where did this deck come from? And it's like this cards, these cards existed for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just took it just took one person iterating on it. Yeah. And as long as those people are showing up, I'm I'm honestly fine with it. Yeah. Like, I don't think Blue Red Delver is such an oppressive deck in that like like I think there was a difference between like Blue Red Delver being oppressive and like uh, blue white like top counterbalance being oppressive in that you know people hated playing against top counterbalance because it was just such a miserable matchup mm-hmm. whereas at least with like blue red delver you at least feel like you're still playing magic even if you're losing mm-hmm. most of the time so I, as long as like the the attendance on like weeklies and you know various other tournaments in, in the community as long as the attendance is doing fine i'm, I'm fine with allowing blue red delver to stay it's pretty variable right now because that's that is something we do track. We do track challenge attendance, and uh, it's pretty variable right now. But it isn't quite like that few months where we started getting into the weeds with Ragavan before Ragavan got banned, mm-hmm. where Saturday challenges just weren't firing. Yeah, just because no one wanted to be, play that, right? Because it was just it was boring. It was the right. same thing over and over. Right, right. So, and and we haven't really seen that with this current format. Uh, in fact, I mean that showcase challenge. Jesus, that had. Uh, let, me, let me pull it up here because I'm. I'm let me see September showcase challenge the twenty fifth. Had two hundred twelve players mm-hmm. for the showcase challenge, and that's 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 pretty that's a pretty big size nice size event. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like, so I think people still want to play legacy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, people are still trying to figure out ways to metagame the format in such a way that there is works for them by just knowing what they're supposed to be playing against. Uh, and that is one thing to be say about this format is that Everything kind of does. That's the only awkward thing about this one is everything does kind of revolve around the pillar that is Blue Red Delver. Yeah. And all the other pillars just kind of vie for position around that, circling around that. So there isn't, it isn't like vintage right now where vintage is a, is a circle of pillars. They're circling around a pillar instead, hmm. which cannot be super, which is not always super healthy. But at the same time, you will, you always have a reasonable expectation of what the metagame is. So if you're a good metagamer, then you can build to beat the metagame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, shoot, the one of the people that placed well in the challenge, that showcase challenge, was playing, uh, it was a Cherry X-Man playing Mono Black Aggro Stompy. Uh, and they were playing four copies of Shieldred. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, just literally, and the, the weirdest thing about this deck is, it's it's a stompy deck 
by all you know accounts, it's got four ancient tomb, it's got three city of traders in it, it's got four carns in it, it doesn't have chalice of the void in it. It's really? playing dark, it's playing dark ritual and chrome mocks and thought sees. And it's just like thought sees you dark ritual out the shoulder, dark ritual out this rotting register, dark ritual out this opposition agent. You know, put a ley line of the void into play on on turn zero and then put a helm of obedience in play and kill you with it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's trying to be as aggressive as it possibly can. Uh, and that works right now. Like you're low to the ground and you're trying to be aggressive and that's a, that's trying to hit a hole in the metagame. So people are trying. It seems like it's just yeah. that Delver still keeps and Delver has its off days. Like, you know, there's these days where like we look at it and go, wow, Delver did kind of bad to this day, this day. Like it's odd. Like it also comes down to like, there's a difference between people who are showing up for these events and then the people who are just looking at the results come Monday and they're just like, right. oh, Blue Red Delver won again. Of course it did. But, you know, they're not the people actually going to events and seeing the diversity and, you know, playing in, in the Swiss and, you know, playing right. against eight different decks in the Swiss. Right. No, I mean, I will say I get to see a lot more of this than most people. I don't have a lot of time to play in these events, mm-hmm. but all the people that help out uh, in these events uh, to gather the data. Uh, most of the team I have are all really good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, you know, I mean, number one, a, one of the guys that's on my team is uh, Matt book. Uh, Ozymandias 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that dude is like regularly top eighting events. Pretty decent. Uh, Pretty decent. Yeah. I think I've very seen regu- top eight ones or very regularly. Uh, he's probably one of the better legacy players out there mm-hmm. right now. I mean, he's really good. Uh, I've got people like uh, Testacular and Runcor uh, and Aaron Relentless, three like absolutely just cracked Elves players. Uh, and they're also regularly, I see Aaron Relentless in top eights all the time with Elves. Uh, so, and then I've got Michael Mapson and uh, Patrick Green and stuff like that. So these are just like all really good players and they do really well in these events. Mm-hmm. So not only that, do I get to like have people that are staying for the event anyways, because they're making it to the top eights, <laughs> but they're also like being able to provide their perspective on that. Yeah. And that, that helps yeah. a lot. Like it really helps a lot to see their perspective on it. And um, so, yeah, they're it's, it's, I have a good team and I, I wish I had more people uh simply because uh sometimes we have issues like yesterday something happened we didn't get or yeah it was yesterday yeah something actually something happened we didn't get all of the, the, yesterday's data entirely mm-hmm. uh and it just happens but i've got a couple good people that are really good at sleuthing that stuff yep too after the fact that step in when that kind of stuff breaks down and it's like well you know if we had just enough people to watch replays or something like that then that wouldn't happen but at the same time, I know read that that is super tedious. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I get it. Like I get how tedious it is for people. But at the same time, if like if you had more people to do it, then it wouldn't be as tedious. So right, it's like a right. catch twenty two. It's tedious, yeah. but if you had like <laughs> six people covering an event, all doing replays, it takes no time at all. The devil makes light work of many hands. Right. Or whatever yeah. that saying so is, it, it sucks. It's like okay, well, you know, and what it's even worse is like if you have like one person covering an event. And Magic Online decided to just crap out on them. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, right. <laughs> you know, because that happens. Like, that's the thing. I was like, I want to have enough people to like account for technical problems because while you're watching replays, Magic Online just eats memory. Of course it does. Like, yeah, it's a perfect memory it's a perfect program. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great, I love Magic Online. I really do. Uh, I am. Um, I'm a. I'm a bigger, firm, more firm proponent of Magic Online than most people are, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's simply because uh, I think that. 
especially now uh, with the transition to Daybreak games, I feel like they are listening a lot more and doing things a lot more that people are wanting them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, like just little things like they, you know, managed to get Minsk and Boo and Maddening Hex on the Magic Online. Mm-hmm. Um, they got all those cards for Popper that had to get banned. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, that was, I don't know if we can all call that a win, but I that they, they got them all on there so people could see that they were, you know, bad enough for the format to be banned, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got, you know, but they have been making all these like quality of life improvements. They've been really listening to people like the vintage community on the issues that have been had with um, wind trading and that sort of thing. Yep. That have been going on there. They've been really listening to those people and trying to make changes to adjust for that. So I, cool. I, I feel like Daybreak is really listening and yeah. I, they are trying really hard. And it's, that- it feels like so much better than it used to be. That's, I mean, I hate to be, I, I'm, first of all, I will preface this by saying, that's awesome. I'm really glad that they're taking care of the players who are on Magic Online. That's fantastic. I just think it's funny that, like, what it took for Magic Online to become a better program was for a lot Watsy to let go of it, basically. Yeah, right? Basically, yeah. Watsy had to give up on the program for someone to actually give a shit about it to make it yeah. Make yeah, it better, that's, but... that's odd. And I, and yeah, there were a lot of cards that got missed out of the um the Commander Legends stuff mm-hmm. simply because that all that happened in the middle of their resource crunch to transition to Daybreak mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what people don't really remember or realize. They were pretty upfront about that when they yeah. said, hey, most of the set's not going to be on there. And it's because we are in the process of this transition while right. this set was being programmed. Right. So we did what we could. Yeah, and it's like, hey, you know, I can't, I can't fault them for that. Like, right, you know, that, right. That's just you when you have a resource crunch like that and a dev team, you just totally understand stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think now they're trying really hard to kind of push and kind of make things happen. Oh, that's uh, very cool. So, I think that's great. That's awesome. Hell All right. Yeah. Well, Speaking so, of, I need to sell my Magic Online collection. <laughs> I, I sold mine to card hoarders when I got out. Of say for all your all your Magic needs, uh, sell sell to card hoarder. They're yeah. the best. Card hoarders <laughs> did a good job. They they really are. Yeah, I love card hoarder to death. Made it's I, super easy. I, mm-hmm. I I finally just gave up on uh, trying to uh, play Magic Online decks because like everything was out of my rental budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's true. Yeah. Do you think that's by design? Like uh, that's better no. No, it's just it's, it, it's it's supply based. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, like I think we saw it coming when what Wizards got rid of the flashback drafts for real cards. I'm still angry at Wizards of the Coast for doing that. Yeah, well, Mitskimbu has finally gone down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so they well, were like they were like pushing like 90 ticks for a while there. Yeah, but like the thing was, is it used to be is like whenever cards were getting like too expensive. Wizards would do flashback uh, drafts, fla- yeah. flashback drafts, and people would yeah. flashback drafts and play a bunch of flashback drafts and get those cards and lower the price. And then Wizards is like, no, nah, we think we can, you know, do it enough with you know treasure chests. It'll be fine. And well, obviously, you know, narrator, <laughs> narrator voice. Uh, it wasn't. It the, wasn't fine. The big problem there is that a lot of these cards that are having the expensive issues on there are not cards that are in draftable sets. Uh, yeah. they're cards that come out of commander sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're so because they're not releasing the whole commander deck on there, they're just they're only releasing them in treasure chests, yeah. And that's where the problem comes from. I have a feeling we're going to see a little bit of that kind of stop 
in the future because i mean they already did release when they released dominaria united they released both of the dominaria united commander decks as bio purchasable products on there well that's good so that is something to think about so it's like okay well maybe that will you know be a little bit better but yeah miskaboo is now down to like 30 to 40 ticks so that's mm-hmm. much more reasonable uh than it was before because it was like 90 something <laughs> close to it like it was it was kind of gross what are the maddening hex is now down to six ticks so yeah uh, that's that's pretty reasonable as well like those are the two biggest most playable legacy cards that they added in the past couple months <clears throat> so and that's just because people wanted them on there they they yeah. just asked and asked and asked because we were starting to see a divergence in paper right with paper like events a big fear, right that's a big yeah. fear right yeah right yeah, and nobody wanted to see that. So especially with a card like Minskinboo, which is clearly like just a really, really good legacy card. Yeah. So. Well, that's cool, man. So what do you think uh, the future holds for like the data collection project? Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I want to do a little bit more. I like working with paper events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really do. Uh, that's why I saw, like working with the legacy pit guys because I think uh, they they do a good job of providing us stuff because they know it's important. Mm -hmm. uh so i really like working with uh with paper events uh i want to work more with paper events uh but the hard thing there is getting paper events to like try things like using mtg melee or you know because if you use companion and event link you're not really gonna get like your round data and stuff like that and uh you know yeah melee is a little bit of a a learning curve for players but digital deck list is just great like mm-hmm. it's my favorite thing yeah. um after having witnessed how much rob has used it uh for all of his events uh yeah it's it's fantastic i i love it um i i honestly like i think we just keep working on like little improvements mm-hmm. here or there on especially in the combined sheet stuff that we do uh so for people that don't really know what that means is we have a uh aggregate sheet that aggregately collects all the stuff that we gather so mm-hmm. uh we you know we update it week to week and it just fills in you know and basically it's like okay well from this date range to this date range this is all the data that we've gathered in the state range so right now we're at like just a little bit over seven thousand uh entries wow from the 29th of uh january which is when right but when they banned ragavan mm-hmm. to the end of this year so and that's how much we've collected that's wow. like it's roughly almost pretty much close to after I, I have to update it for this week still so it, the number will change a little bit yeah but uh it's pretty close well close to like forty thousand matches to legacy wow that's wild uh, and so we kind of keep just kind of tweaking that i have some pending um data classification things that mm-hmm. i'm forever needing to do like stuff like that like you know time goes on we go okay well maybe you know we need to rename this one because it makes more sense being named this or uh we need to break this out a little bit we're like right now like we have four color control like kind of like just as four color control mm-hmm. and we're probably going to break that out into okay well you know you, you have four color euro control and then you have four color non-euro control mm-hmm that you know kind of covers like the green splash uh you know black green splash red decks but then also like covers like the grixis splash white decks that we've right. seen right. And, and those aren't really separated right now and so that would that's a thing we've been meaning to do um that one's a, like the hardest thing to do right now uh honestly that might be a thing that might just have to wait until we have to do like a sheet reset 
mm-hmm. which would require like a massive like change to the format. So we probably might as well just get around to it at some point, but yeah. <laughs> we're all, we're all busy. And yeah, yeah uh, like I have depths combo on there, which is just the, the Golgari and black depths combos decks. Yep. And honestly, that could just be renamed to account for the fact that it's black based depths. Right. Like, you know, cause we already have green white depths as its own category. So that's there's just stuff like that. Like, yeah. you know, uh, small things like I, there's, Things like, oh, uh, well, you know, I've got rug control sitting out here and it only has seven entries for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, could this really, are these really rug control decks or could these be easily you know, rolled into rug midrange? Yes. Yeah. I see. Yeah. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, just stuff like that. Like, uh, Swift Reconfer- I I made a combo. I made a, 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 when it first came out on Magic Online, uh, Swift Reconfiguration from mm-hmm. Kamigawa. There seemed to be a lot of interest in it, so I created a uh, a category for it, and there's six entries. <laughs> and I'm like, could this really just be other permanent combo? Right. Like, right. you know, that sort of thing. Like, we do this stuff every so often, and uh, just trying to figure, okay, well, is this, you know, you know, do we need to make this change? Do we need to make that change? And then beyond that, it's stuff like, um, our, uh, my, my friend Carl uh, there who helps with the OCR stuff has helped me well with a lot of the stuff as well. Uh, we implemented a quality of life change that uh, now you can go in to the, we have the, the, the subtype, the, the, the sub archetype matrix where you can see how a deck does against other decks sort mm. of thing. So like you could say, okay, a cast went goes 50% versus, you know, band control or whatever. That's, that's its win rate versus band control whatnot that's something that's in there now now he made the chain we made the chain so that you could change if you make a copy of the sheet or whatever you could change the month the, the date range and it will pull the the values based on the date or date range gotcha. so yeah. we were yeah. updating that manually before and that was not pretty so yeah just stuff like that um just, just small stuff like that like we uh, are trying to just kind of make further further changes to that sort of thing just to make it make it a little bit better uh here or there so yeah what is so what's the like what do you envision being the ultimate impact of of the data collection project like what do you so you're doing a ton of work right yeah what 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 kind of i mean uh, yeah so obviously you know that but just hearing you talk about it you're doing a, a massive amount of work what are you hoping to accomplish with all this work? Like, what do you think the impact is of this? Of doing I think this? it just, I think it just helps people make better decisions. Uh, it also helps does help maybe make decisions about what they want to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also I think it helps us understand the format a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think the more data we have, the better. Uh, I would absolutely prefer to see more the league data. Right. Like, that would be my favorite thing to see. Cause I really curious about league data. Cause I feel like, so, so everybody always says that league data, if you had access to all the league data, then the format would be completely solved. Yeah. And I don't actually buy that because I think that if you had all the league data, it would show various strategies that may be going 4-1 or 5-0 mm-hmm. uh, or skating under the radar because they only go 4-1 uh, most of the time that are really good cards, decks that may be just nobody's playing. It seems like nobody's playing because they... When they get posted, they get like one, and you don't you don't know that that one was actually, you know, five five O's because they, it's all the same deck list, right? Right. You know, you don't yeah. you don't know that because they they intentionally obfuscate that. 
Do you uh, think that happens often though? Like, because it doesn't seem like people like decklists are very secretive, right? Like that's kind of like the thing that everyone does with magic is like, as soon as they have a hit decklist, the first thing they do is share with everyone. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw someone be like, this is my secret tech. No one can know about it kind of thing. But I mean, I mean, like I, I can say for certain that, you know, when it comes to trophies, uh, if somebody's trophying multiple times in a row, they'll share that too. Right. Uh, and like uh, the one, the guy I mentioned earlier, uh, Killaby, who plays the Riddlesmith deck a lot mm-hmm. uh, for a while there, he was hitting trophies like nobody's business like he was up to like mm-hmm. 17 trophies with that deck mm-hmm. and he was getting one post a week in mm. the day in the the um, league results the league dumps from from wizards right and well so you don't get to see unless oh unless he's posting on twitter about it yeah you yeah. know you don't get to see that he 5-0'd like 17 times with this deck right says right. a lot about that deck like yeah, yeah so or well actually more says a lot about his skills player but at the same time says a lot about the deck too uh, but you don't get to see that. You get to see one posting. Yeah. If you don't pay attention to the social media side of things. Right. Yep. That's... Yeah. Then it looks like okay. Well, this deck five o that that must be that might be really good. But you know, people take five o's with a grain of salt because they don't know how many times they tried and how many right. times. Yeah. Is yeah. this a deck that's had that has one five o and 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 a bunch of you know two threes or one four right or, right or is this deck have five o and it has a bunch of four ones and five O's behind it, but you're only getting one of those reported because right. that's how they report. Yeah. I totally right. get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wish we had more of that, uh, yeah. but this is, this whole thing started out of the fact that we didn't have this much even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it felt bad not having this much. Yeah. And right. so we wanted to have more data available and have more things to talk about. Uh, and that was kind of the end goal. And it still is the goal of the project just to, keep providing people with data now what they do with that data and how they interpret that data is not really our our responsibility we just mm-hmm. kind of are the medium we provide it uh you know and, and hope that people you know appreciate that fat that aspect of it yep yep so nice well i mean like i said i, I think what you're doing is great i think i think you've been a, a force for good in the format so it's great to see that i try um, yeah <laughs> I try. It's been fantastic, man. And like I said, it's a lot of work. So people who can help out, you know, and, and lend a hand, please, uh, please hit them up. Hit up Joe. You can always use more eyes in the matches. And yeah, sure. and, uh, and that's that the stuff. biggest thing. Yeah, honestly, like I, I, I don't mind that people like want to sign up for the Patreon and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, honestly, if you're playing in the event <laughs> and you could just help, even yeah. if you're just say, even if even, I, I tell people this whole time, even if, if you're at the end of the event, and the event's over. You just come into the Discord and you post what you played against, who you played against. Mm-hmm. That's that's enough. Yeah, like that helps so much. And people, I don't think people realize how much that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, should we get into some scoops and poops, Pat? Yeah, let's do it. Scoop in the top eight. Scoops. We want to scoop in the top eight this week, Jerry. Uh, I'm gonna scoop in just everyone who reached out to kind of give us their their kind regards. You know, I had so many people DM us and post on the Facebook page and just reach out and you know, it definitely definitely meant a lot. You know, every single one of you who uh, who just took a moment from your day to kind of share a funny story or a memory or you know, just wanted to thank Pat and I just for all the episodes and you know, it really really does mean a lot. So thank you for that. Yeah, I can second that for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, any poops, Jerry? 
Uh, porta potties at weddings. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> porta potties at weddings is a no go. If you're if you're getting married and you're gonna have porta potties only, don't invite me. <laughs> <laughs> or invite him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Joe? Got any scoops and poops? Uh, I don't have any poops, but I want to scoop in you guys because I'm going to be sad that you guys are gone, uh, at least from this particular sphere of content. Uh, so uh, cheers to you guys. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, all things, good things must come to an end at some point, but we're not there yet, but uh, going to miss you guys for sure in this, in this content sphere and uh, looking forward to how the end of this all pans out because I'm, I'm sure that you guys are gonna i'm sure it's gonna be a real banger like, <laughs> hell yeah I'm sure it's gonna be a real banger it's gonna be awesome it'll be a fun one it'll be a fun one for sure <laughs> awesome what about you pat um I'll, i'm just gonna scoop in my team this weekend man scooping my team for uh yeah. coming in winning big you know taking down a uh, mighty war pal 41 nothing a big fan of that uh, and also, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna scoop in the people who uh, who messaged me also on a more serious note, um, just talking about the show and stuff and and what it meant to them. And uh, well, I got some pretty heartfelt stories about it being a big aid for people going through sickness and you know just tr- the trials and tribulations of life, man. Like sometimes you just you can be there for someone and not even know it. You know what I mean? So that was pretty cool to see. Um, really nice to hear. And. Uh, it's definitely going to be something. I mean, Jerry, we've been spending our Monday nights together for the better part of eight years now, and I don't I know thought, what I'm going to do with all these Monday nights now. <laughs> I, I thought I thought we were just still going to hang out, we just weren't going to. <laughs> yeah, well, Jerry, we we'll have to release a different kind of show because we can't have conversations and not record them for content. Like that's true. It, it has to have Listen. some kind of. Like, what's the point of having a conversation? You're not like sending it out to other people to hear. (laughs) Stay tuned for uh, Left a Legacy. It's going to be about uh, Star Wars. uh, Hell yeah. Pop Pop Warner (laughs) football. uh, Pop uh, culture. Underground politics. I'll join you guys for Star Wars content. Second Second Amendment rights. uh, uh, How to to make explosives using the the materials you can find under a dish sink. Um, Doomsday prepping and all all, all of of Jerry's newfound hobbies. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'll join you. I'll join you explicitly for the the Star Wars content. (laughs) Joe's like, I'm a distancing, distancing, distancing. Star Star Wars content's good. Yeah. 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 Oh man. I remember when I remember when Force Awakens came out. Jerry and I spent like a whole like two episodes talking about Force Awakens stuff. It was great. <laughs> Can I just say a little Star Wars thing? You know the new show Andor? I haven't Shows watched it yet. How was it? Great so far. Is it good? It okay. it took me until episode three to realize he's the same guy from uh yeah, Cassian, Ro- right? from from Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It literally took me to episode three to realize it's the same guy. Well, you Jerry is also <laughs> notorious for saying. Rogue One has all the most forgettable the, characters in yeah, any Star the Wars. The most forgettable ever. characters of the entire series. And and I, I just I, proved my point there. The fact that it took me three episodes well, to realize it's the that, same guy. Jerry, listen, I'm gonna say that knowing you, okay, and knowing your uh recreational habits, that you probably <laughs> haven't had your wits about you watching any Star Wars like product for that is slander. Most of your adult life and probably a significant amount of your, show, your childhood. Hey, I know who Grogu is. I know. <laughs> I know who Jindarin is. Like those are some <laughs> memorable characters. Rogue One characters. Tell me, Pat. What what's the what's the girl's name from Rogue One? Can you remember? Jin or so. All right, finally, let's do what's the robot's name? K2SO. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm going home. 
uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, to be fair, K2SO is Alan Tudyk, and you just can't. I cannot. He's so good. Ever. He's so like, good. He's so good. Yeah, he's great. I, lo- I love Alan Tudyk. He's yeah, like he one was... of my favorite actors. He was the pirate in uh in Dodgeball, right? Oh, I was believe. he? Was he in Dodgeball? I'm pretty sure that was Alan. Hold on, hold on. Let me just look it up. Make sure he's I'm been not... in so much. My so um. I, I mainly uh, my original uh, and so people people would say oh wow Firefly he was in Firefly right I'm like yeah I've never well. seen that but I've heard he was movies. he was in Fire he was in Firefly sure um, have you ever seen a Knight's Tale yes oh yeah, that's yeah. right yes so yeah he played the um, the the writer Chaucer and oh right Knight's right Tale. right yes yes it was or, no 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 it's not out to no no he not, not Chaucer he played the other Squire um, right yes yes yes, 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 yes no yes, yes, sorry yes. Chaucer was Paul Paul Bettany yes. So Char- Chaucer was Jarvis. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and, Alan, and Tudyk, Alan Tudyk did play Steve the Pirate in uh, in Dodgeball. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he, he's such a fantastic actor. I, I I love him to death. Like he's so fun. Uh, it, it it's it's telling that his my favorite role of his honestly is still the fact that he played it. He played a chicken. A chicken. Uh, oh, because if you see Moana, Moana, right? Yeah, yeah. he played. He, played oh, yeah. he was in Moana. And he played the chicken. <laughs> well, he yeah. killed that role. He Did, killed I, that role. You know what I just oh, found yeah. out? I just found out they used Bill Hader for BB-8. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was yeah. BB-8. I'm like, yeah. what? That's like Vin Diesel's group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like just paying millions of dollars for these celebrities to say like one word or like make make a little sound effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy but yeah um yeah that's well and the funny part about it is the alan tudyk thing there was a recording of him and he's in the booth and he's making the chicken noises (laughs) and you're just like watching him and he's like yeah i went to juilliard for this (laughs) (laughs) you're just like oh man awesome oh man all right joe well thanks for coming on man hang out with us dude we appreciate it yeah for sure We'll keep an eye out for uh, more of the, uh, the legacy data collection uh, project you have going on. And obviously we all read uh, this week in legacy every week. So check that out at uh, MTG goldfish. And then and, and thanks for being a force for good in the community, man. We really appreciate it. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Appreciate you guys too. All right, guys. Well, we will, uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thanks again for Joe for hanging out and uh, we'll, we'll see next, you next, next week. week. And we have a couple we have- more left in us. Yeah, next well, we have the winner of the Leaving Legacy Open next week, don't we? Yeah, yeah. So we the LAL Open is going to be. Uh, this is coming out Friday, which means the LAL Open is tomorrow. So we hope to see you guys there. It should be a good time. Bye.